Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Folks and Friends, a podcast by Folks Finance. Here, we invite the brightest builders, creators, and thought leaders to talk blockchain, tech, finance, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ibu Karel. Let's learn something together. Assets discussed on Folks and Friends may be held by participants of the podcast. This podcast is purely educational and not intended as advice. Enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Folks and Friends episode eight. We have a super special guest today, Adam Benjamin, the head of partnerships and business development globally at BNB Chain. Uh, super excited to have another guest from the BNB Chain ecosystem as we expand over there with Xalgo. And Adam was super important in helping us out there. Uh, my name is Ibu Corral. I am here with Benedetto Biondi, CEO of Folks Finance. Ben, how are you doing today? Hey, Ibu, and uh, welcome, Adam, to our uh, Folks and Friends space. Um, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just trying to pay my tax today, so I don't know how much is a good day, but uh, nevertheless, it's a thing that everyone should do. So, yeah, I can't really complain. Never a great day, uh, ne- never the best day of the year, but I guess, you know, it has to be done. Like you said, it has to be done. Uh, Adam, welcome to the space. We have a very intimate audience today. Um, I'm sure we'll see some more people filter in. And of course, anyone can listen to this podcast on all platforms after the fact. Uh, Adam, how are you? Hey, Boo. Hello, everyone. Um, doing great also. Uh, starting starting the well it's good to start a monday without uh, too much drama or, or black swan in web three so, so consider myself uh, like it so it's a good day so far wonderful wonderful where are you calling us from uh paris now right now i'm based in uh, in paris oh wonderful um you have some pretty good uh pretty great conferences there uh next one in ethcc it's uh start, i think it's next week starting uh for, for the entire week next week we're really to be a pretty pretty good one there's a lot of people that are going to uh, uh i am coming as well uh, so we should get some time for us yeah 100 yeah. yeah you guys are definitely gonna have to grab a coffee or something or a glass of wine uh you know as you'll be in paris uh well, let's get into it. Um, we're super excited to have you, Adam. Uh, like I said, you were very helpful to us um, as we were getting Exalgo set up. Uh, you know, you seem to be the the point man uh, for the entire BNB chain ecosystem. Um, you know, personally, as you know, someone who works partnerships for folks finance, I'm excited to learn from you uh, during this next hour. So, you know, let's we have some questions here, but first, you know, please introduce yourself. Um, give us a little background on, you know, how you got into your position. Yes, <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks. It was so, so very quickly, um, I'm, uh, I'm doing then a BD and the M partnership for, for BMD chain. It's, uh, it's been, uh, a year now. And prior to that, I was working for Binance, uh, which we'll talk later, maybe about the, the connection and the difference between, uh, uh, between both, 
But um, uh, and prior to that, I was working in the hardware wallet industry, how to secure your uh, your crypto crypto assets. That was the first job I uh, I landed in uh, in Web three. So, can you describe BNB Chain and from your perspective, how has it been for the past year? How would you how would you describe the entire ecosystem of that uh, of that blockchain? Uh, in a now, actually, I consider BNB Chain. Uh, so, as everyone knows, it's an EVM layer one uh, solution. So, we have three years uh, uh, by now of the of existence. Um, I would say the main mission for BNB Chain has always been and to remain the mass adoption. So, uh, um, on on paper, our objective is to bring the next one billion users uh, uh, from Web two to Web three on chain. Um, and this is uh, this is with these objectives that we are building BNB chain and all the developments, all the solutions that we are building, uh, always have been directed to that uh, to that objective. So today, uh, with the market conditions, we know BNB chain is around something like 1.2 million daily active users. I think this is the third biggest um, uh, blockchain in terms of uh, total value locked TVL. Uh, after Ethereum and the Trunks. And uh, one fun fact, uh, there is one million weekly active gamer on BNB chain that will at least play one of uh, the Web3 games available on the chain. So it seems like gaming is a big uh, is a big selling point for BNB chain. I think it would be... By by the time hopefully when markets will will recover, I think it will be the next big driver for mass adoption. The next wave of Web two people coming to Web three, I do think they will come from uh, uh, Web three uh, Web three gaming. Yeah, so we 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 gearing up for for that and and putting a lot of effort among other things. It's not like I'll not say gaming is the sole focus on on BNB chains, but it's definitely one of the big ones. I always had uh, a thought that uh, I have my, a lot of friends that they play uh, FIFA Ultimate Team, and uh, if those trading and uh, uh, purchase of uh, uh, you know they have this uh, weekly uh, I don't even remember what uh, the card, but they can uh, yes, the, the, yeah, the packs. If those were were NFTs and wasn't chain, I mean uh, I was a much better uh, game, and uh, they could. Uh, push this from uh, um, each year, uh, each new year, uh, when there is a new version of FIFA, you could bring the previous you had and make it com- com- compatible. Um, I, I would be fantastic. I don't know if you ever thought about it, Aram, but since this is your your main uh, role, like this would be an amazing idea to, to really drive mass adoption because it's a lot of users, a lot of gamers. So. Ultimate team. 100% agree with you, actually. That, that's why I don't, I, I try my best not to use like necessarily earn to play or game fi. Uh, I'm not like, I'll say, uh, disregarding or liking of respect of earn to play or game fi, but I think they are a part of the entire Web3 gaming ecosystem. And the biggest part for me, it will be ownership of assets, real ownership of assets. So, exactly what you're saying, uh, Ben, with the uh, with the cards, could be the same with the skin for the people that played uh, World of Warcraft back then. Not the sorry Counter Strike back then, but also the asset in World of Warcraft and so on. I think 
Web3 is just a net added value for uh, uh, Web2 games if it's used properly. Uh, I'm pretty sure it will come. I'm seeing uh, uh, what what dev are, are doing right now. There's more and more. It's more and more organized. Now you see, at first we saw Web3 dev building games. So, so they do not have that much experience uh, uh, back then. And the, the quality of the game was not necessarily there. But with time right now, when I'm coming across new games, I'm seeing more and more this is from uh, Web2 video game developer uh, realizing the potential of Web3 and have decided to build their new games into Web3. Um, so I do expect that by the second part of this year, we'll start to see really, really high quality games and probably triple uh, A studio starting to, to come over. What do you think makes BNB Chain a good chain for gaming? Uh, I will say, in, in general, uh, why I uh, I recommend BNB Chain to uh, uh, projects, why, why I think it's always interesting to uh, consider it is the accessibility for for users. So we always try to uh, the, the user experience always being everything. That's something we directly uh, I get uh, get from the. Binance heritage, uh, it, it's always user-focused and typically Web2 user-focused, which means this is adapted to what I like to call the Web2.5 users. This is the users, you know, just starting their Web3 journey, discovering everything and do not want to, um, they, they just want to discover with the most simple experience possible uh, without having to struggle too much to, uh, uh, you know, generate your need phrase, get access, which token should I purchase, what should I do, and so on, gas, what, what's in, what is gas on the blockchain, and, and all that stuff. So we always try to, we, we have we have what we call the Kickstarter program. There's a wide, wide range of solutions here to uh, help, you, help you build on it. If you're building a Web3 project, and in your business model, you need uh, either TVL, if you need, you need, you, you need capital, mostly if it's DeFi, or most importantly, if you need users, uh, BNB chain through the stats could be a, a could be a, definitely a good choice for, for you. Yeah, I agree on that. Uh, and uh, I, I think our audience will like if we comment a bit on XR, but that's why also we choose uh, BNB chain uh, our, uh, as our uh, uh, first approach to cross-chain, because he, like the highest amount of uh, users are there and they are uh, pretty expert as well um i mean when, when we saw that the the numbers so some packages when seeing uh, when seeking for the collaboration was like this is perfect place to start for a um a cross-chain adoption of uh each server. so i completely agree with Adam. so if you guys have 1.2 million weekly users and a million of those are gamers what are the what are the games that they're going to play what are the most popular games on the chain oh that's uh that's a very very good question so actually it's 1.2 million daily active users uh present weekly will be uh uh will be uh, uh a bit more um but uh we're very happy you asked that question because uh we've been looking uh uh, preparing that a lot uh, lately. 
uh, for the ETHTC or Propargus side event, going to be like kind of a gaming side event, uh, a LAN where we we brought uh, a lot of our games. Uh, uh, I mean, by our game, games uh, that have built on BNB chain um, that will be available for everyone to um, to try. So there is a lot. I would name drop two of them if you wish you want to to have a look at what's getting built. Um, there is the first, uh, the first I would mention is Elemental Riders. So it's done by a company called Gaming for Living. Uh, so as the name suggested, they really focus toward burning uh, to play. What's interesting about them is that the, the founder is the um, previous head of studio for kids, so can be crushed. He gets a, a certain experience, in, and that's exactly what I was saying just before. You know that now experienced Web2 game developer are coming over and um, Web3, they realize the, the value for it. Uh, uh, they, they understand that it's probably going to be the future for gaming with the true ownership uh, concept that hopefully will become something global and mainstream in the in the near future. Um, so their first game is, is quite quite addictive. It's, uh, uh, I invite everyone to, to try. And another one would be Cyber Titan. Cyber Titans is um, auto chess type of game for the one that knows, for example, um, Riot, they have League of Legends and they also have Teamfight Tactics. One yeah, uh, exactly. So it's, uh, it's like Teamfight Tactics. So it's an auto chess type of, type of games, but everything's happening in Web3. So this is also pretty cool because, um, you can, when you, when you play, you have, you can, you know, you can go for the ranked games or call the ranked games they have their token uh, uh, and you could lock uh, it's very small amount of tokens you know it's not you're not going to uh, to become millionaires playing um, a ranked game over there but you you, you lock a small amount will be the equivalency of one dollar something like that you you play the ranked if you win you win if you lose you lose what you what you put that's one of the way they're using it but the most interesting thing is through asset ownership. So their battle pass, their skin, and all that are available web free. And they're going to a, a DreamHack tournament for people that are across Europe. It's pretty famous type of uh, a web two gaming tournaments. You know, they 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 really starting to expand over there. So so they will be at ETHCC. If you want to sign up for for side event and come to see, you're more more than welcome. Uh, and much much more to go. Yeah, I don't know how long. I should name drop because there's there's a lot, but yeah, those two ones came to to my mind there. I'll definitely ask you for a link to come and uh, and see. I'm very curious about it. I'll I'll, sh I'll share it after then. So the type of games that are hitting Web three right now are not. I mean, they're they're simple games in a way. I mean, I'm sure it's difficult to build, but they're not. Uh, you know up to the level of like a Grand Theft Auto or a FIFA or a Call of Duty yet. So I think it's it shows that there's a lot of room to grow in that aspect. Like we're still very early in the in the Web3 gaming cycle. It's getting mature. I think it's getting more and more mature. Like the what we label as triple A games. So supposedly the best quality of game uh, uh, we're able to do. So it's big studio, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of employees working for years to make that uh, that game and finally release this. That's probably in my in my uh, humble opinion the true sense of what is a triple A game. It's not ready yet for obvious reason because Web three game is just something new. But 
it's coming. I think we've seen a huge, uh, we, we've seen a lot of, of studios starting to build on it. Uh, probably they're still working uh, on it right now. And I'll say a little bit of alpha from the information that I'm having. I think the second part of that year will start to see at least teasers, if not uh, uh, games that starts to be looking more and more like a triple A game. Will there be a triple A this year? I hope so. I don't know, but I think at least what we could label as a double A game that will start to come. Uh, probably on a lot of different blockchain and the, and from our end, the MD chain, we were happy to have our fair share of, the, of that type of high quality game. And then it's strategy, you know, where, well, uh, where you want to focus. Do you prefer to work with a big Web2 studio and uh, uh, invest heavily on them on the on a partnership? Or do you prefer to work with Web2 video game developers, people that have a lot of experience and decide to go for entrepreneurship and building their team? So they have the knowledge, but smaller team, but they move faster. There's a couple of, uh, uh, couple of choice. So, but the 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 constant will be the next month is going to be very interesting for gaming uh i'm pretty sure yeah i just one one last comment or question on gaming then we, we might move on to a different topic but the i think one difficulty with triple a games coming into web3 is that the profit incentives for them may not be there uh by which i mean let's say if fifa wanted to go web three and as benedetto was saying they put the pact uh as nfts they're actually giving up a lot of revenue that they could make with uh you know compared to what they're doing right now which is controlling the entire marketplace they control the prices there is no reselling uh or there is reselling of um of the packs but it's in their own like uh in-game currency that has no monetary value uh, you can't really make any money off of it. Whereas if it was uh, an NFT, the the packs would be traded with real either crypto or stable coins and things like that, which would take some of the profits off the table for the game or the company itself. So how do you think, um, you know, games will address this? Is it uh, they create their own apps, their own custom marketplaces? Um, do the systems have to evolve on chain? You know, what do you think about this issue? Um, I think there will be there will be solution. Uh, what I can think trace right now is you know you have a new way to do um, uh, revenue. The, the, this new simple is uh, on the marketplace. You know you put a, a percentage. You take a percentage of the NFT of your collection. The same way OpenSea works with the, uh, all the NFTs they are selling. You take uh, uh, some royalties on the NFTs you're issued. So. When you issue an NFT, you know, if it's traded between people, uh, it's good for you. You're making money out of it. Then you have to control your economy. It's going to be a tougher challenge. Yeah, because they will have monetary uh, as value. So you better hire good economists. Behind is not going to be a, a very easy, but it's not going to be totally impossible. We've seen games, uh, a little bit see example, but for example, when I was younger and, and not working yet, had had a lot of free time, uh, but not a lot of money. I could play hours and hours of World of Warcraft. And then on eBay, you know, Rare item was pretty easy to to sell them what in what we'll label as a black market. They were a real economy back then. And later on, when I start to, to 
to work. Suddenly, I have no time anymore to play. Uh, I still love gaming as much as I always did, but uh, I have more money that time. So I could purchase what I need, you know, like the, the usual since the beginning of humanity, right? What we're doing, trading time uh, versus something of value here, money. So I, th I think it works. I think the business model will, will work. And uh, I'm not even speaking about how easy in the future it will be to raise the funds. Now, the game, we see them, you know, in Alpha, everyone, if you go to Steam or uh, our Web2 platform like that, you will see that a lot of super cool games, they just come out in Alpha. So for chasing them, $60 or euros or, or more, uh, with the hope to have a good game in the future to support that game so they can fund themselves um, with I'm not speaking about token because I don't think it will be the best solution. But with NFTs, you know, selling NFTs early, it will be also a great way for helping uh, a good studio to to raise uh, uh, the money they need to get to get started without having to. Uh, and it will be replacing this uh, alpha uh, kind of game instead. And uh, maybe it will be for the better. I'm uh, just throwing idea, but I do think uh, solutions will be easy to. Uh, to, to find in the future. Pretty sure good brain will work on it. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, of course, there will be solutions. It's still very early. Uh, it seems like a lot of gaming companies are waiting for someone. It seems like everyone is ready or maybe thinking about it in the big AAA gaming studios, but they need to see uh, a proof of concept work properly first and the question is, which game is going to be the first to try that? Is it uh, going to be something like Roblox, Minecraft, FIFA, uh, Fortnite, etc.? We really don't know. Um, moving on a bit to a different subject, I, I'm curious about your day-to-day -day, uh, running BD or BNB Chain. You know, what what are the things you focus on the most? I'm sure you have hundreds of projects that you're in contact with. Um, you know, how do you, how do you prioritize which to interact with, which not to, um, you know, when you wake up, what's the first thing you do type of thing? Oh, that's, I, th I think that's very similar to everyone, everyone works three here. <laughs> so, so the day, yeah, it's, it's a web three company in the end of the, of the day. So, um, uh, when you wake up, it's, uh, you know, of course your telegram is filled with, uh, with a message in, in the nutshell. When you're doing BD and partnership in BNB chain, your main mission is to drive this mass adoption I was talking uh, before. So the, the top KPI stay bring the next 1 billion users on chain. And and we're just a blockchain. You know, blockchain is a, it's a cool technology, but a blockchain as a blockchain is not, a, uh, if there is no one building on top of it, this is not interesting. So we have to find uh, uh, the, the project that have potentials to attract more and more Web2 users, ideally, and give more and more cool stuff to our current Web3 users at the same time. So we review a lot of decks always. Everyone is welcome on BNB chain. This is permissionless anyway. So if you want to build whatever you have to build on BNB chain, you are welcome. This is permissionless. And, and as GBs for BNB chain, we don't have a say. It's not like, oh, no, you cannot come to the chain. It's never going to be like that. We do not have that kind of, uh, of power. But uh, the main role when we speak with projects is helping them with their needs. Uh, and depending on their state, sometimes they're looking for funds and help and, and, and try to be in touch with 
other people. We let them know what we can do, what we cannot do. Sometimes they're, they, they're seeking support for marketing. We're telling them same, what we can do, what we cannot do. Uh, it can be tech support and so on. It's a wide range. And we're a little bit like a Swiss knife, like probably a lot of people in Web3 are, and I'm pretty sure you you, you kind of, of do the same. You know, we just try to give to uh, the project what they need answering their needs and if we cannot explain them why and still find it there's always i think a room for collaboration one of the very healthy things i liked with being busy for a blockchain in general is that you got to work very closely with the projects uh, uh you uh, uh you, you you work with because you're kind of in the same boat you know you want them to be successful by because by being successful your, your blockchain will be more and more successful if they drive adoption and they start to have tons of users, especially coming from Web2, this is a win for everyone. So depending on the projects, we uh, I mean, always with projects when we start to work right now, thinking about folks finance, for example, I do want to see XAlgo becoming big on BNB chain, regardless the the the, the use and the, uh, uh, or, or anything. And it's uh, because it will be good for everyone. So that's that's the general philosophy. Yeah, we definitely want to see Exalgo become big on um, BNB, chain, BNB chain as well. It's the first bridged algo into BNB chain. It's the first DeFi product that connects uh, Algorand and BNB chain. So I think you know we're very happy about that. Um, and as as the quarters go by, we're just going to be you know hopefully working with you to expand its use case, expand its adoption. It's it's definitely super exciting. Um, What's the culture like at working in, in BNB chain? You know, how would you describe the the company's culture or the blockchain's culture internally for the employees? Uh, here, I will say this is once again, you know, because it initially created by Binance, it had a lot of similar culture. I think from working in Binance and working for BNB chain, there is a lot of similarities uh, as a whole because the culture has been like very be user-centric. Uh, it's everything about users, and this is what matters first. Um, so that's always been the cases and how we address all the all the issue. Uh, whenever there is any something's happening, uh, uh, and I was I was joking just later that it was a good Monday because there's no there's no black swan in uh, in blockchain this uh, this Monday so far. Uh, but when so far with that good. Uh, but you know I, I think we have to face the truth they will have you know uh, 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 used to joke internally and with other uh, uh, I'll say blockchain colleagues uh, when, when, when we when we speak together is that uh, it's not so much a matter of uh, if it's a ma matter of when uh, something bad will happen and just have to get ready for it um, you, we, we all know that uh uh, emerging technology, the, the the adoption of emerging technology is a bumpy ride. So bad things will eventually happen at some point. How ready you are, when it will happen, I think this is something that matter a lot. Uh, and how protected are the users? For us, it's also something that matter a lot. So uh, we were, for example, using the news the, over, over the past few days and monitoring closely what's what what was happening with the multi chain and and where helping as best as we can over there. Uh, when the Paxos situation happened, 
with BUSD, we have to, to react quickly. Last year, when there were uh, a hack on the Binance chain, the, the BP2 ones, we needed to make sure uh, that no one is impacted. And in the end, I think that was the, the biggest takeaway uh, out of it. Not a single user lose a single dollar. No one lose anything, not even the stacking rewards of, the, of BNB, if you were having them stake. And that's the mission. Uh, whatever happens, that's, that's this focus we're having, uh, uh, the mindset. Ben, how have you, um, how, how have you considered the launch of Xalgo so far? You know, why did you decide to move to BNB chain, uh, as our, as folks finance's first cross chain product? Um, I think, uh, it was, uh, not a difficult choice, honestly, because, uh, I was, uh, let's say, uh, all the bricks was being aligned to build this wall. Um, we met the BNB chain team, uh, remember you were with me, then we kept, uh, forwarding the discussion. Then we, we met Adam that he was extremely, ex uh, helpful and we liked to, to, to work with you. So that was very, a good input to, to proceed with BNB chain. Then we just, uh, uh, this analyzes the environment and uh, since the nature of Xalgo that it's uh, also a very attractive uh, uh, feature for uh, um, yield seeker, we thought that uh, BNB was definitely the best place. Um, and then uh, everything else that came along, you know, the partnership with Pancake, uh, uh, we integrated the one inch on, uh, on, the, um, on the swap part, uh, it was just... Uh, uh, everything perfect and that's all that is thanks to Adam he was great in uh, introducing us and then we carried on the the work but uh, uh, everything went super smooth now we are looking to see the numbers that we will be able to make uh, but I'm very bullish on it so I think uh, um, we will get at least uh, maybe three four million algo um, being uh, uh, committed in Xalgo and that would be very similar uh, uh, result as we had in the first uh, liquid governance that we did on Alba. So for me, that would mean a good um, first milestone, you know, for this first quarter of committing and then to improve it. Adam, how has BNB chain reacted to the market drawdown? How does how does BNB chain in the bear market compare to BNB chain? in the bull market? Um, it's a good question. I'll say the, oh, I'll say like everyone, we definitely see a drop of everything, of the totals that you love, of the daily active users, uh, of the project that are building in, uh, in Web3. Uh, but it's not the, I mean, we know the cycle, uh, how, how it works. So far, it always has been a, an industry working with the with cycle. What does it mean? It means that when when things are good, you got to prepare for the winter, and uh, and when it's the winter, you had to build for what's to come. Uh, what's to come ahead? That's why we have recently launched Greenfield, uh, our blockchain storage solutions, uh, OPBNB, leveraging the Optimism stack, the OP stack, uh, uh, also to uh, offer offer solutions to. Uh, project that's that's looking for a way to scale up efficiently on, on BNB chain. So you know this is good time to build. 
right now there's much less noise you were asking before you know when i was on in hundreds and hundreds of groups i think everyone pretty much here working in the industry is in the same case uh now things are more silent it's uh, more house you see more quality conversation uh you can focus on on real good things and uh one of the cool things also is that the project that's around that's staying around during the bear market you know the project usually they creeper well uh, they understand how this market works. They have been able to to plan well ahead. Uh, and usually this is a good sign. This is really healthy things. And and now everyone more or less is, is busy building. Uh, building for hopefully the next uh, the, the next bull that will be uh, that will be ahead. Maybe in one year. Uh, I don't see the future, but I uh, say just based on 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 the past. So yeah, this uh, this how we've been uh, We've been doing as uh, as expected on the on the bear market, and and so far so good. So, do you work remotely, and does your team work remotely as well? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we we all work we all work uh, a remote lead uh, day one. I'll say that's uh, one of the great advantage and also one of the great cons. Uh, of course, it looks uh, looks good to uh, work. And I think nowadays more and more. Also, people working with free all work uh, uh, remotely. There's less and less of this, so you know we can just hire the good stuff uh, uh, just all over the world, and uh, and you can have a pretty uh, uh, flexible team. So yeah. So what what are the some of the um? You mean you mentioned some of the positives? You can hire from all over the world. People can work. You can spread your team in different time zones, so people are active at different times. What would you say are some of the drawbacks and uh, of remote working, and you know how do you, how do you remedy that with your team? That they are the same uh, pros and cons actually is, uh, is is all together because you're always here and never here at the same time. Um, so you know when in a market that doesn't sleep, uh, uh, the, the market doesn't close at a certain hour or, or or things like that. So you always have to be ready if something happens. So in the end, managing work life balance. Uh, which is quite important. I think a lot of people joke in the in our industry that uh, uh, do not sleep and so on. But long term, uh, the, the health effects are terrible for people that are doing that. So somehow you have to manage it in a in a healthy way, finding the right balance. If you are in in Asia, uh, I was based in in Taiwan before before Paris a couple of months ago, uh, and it was very difficult to deal with the people in US because. Most of the days, then will end up at 3 a.m. Uh, same for people in the U.S. They they usually have to wake up pretty pretty early most of the time if they want to do business uh, uh, with people in Asia. Paris, luckily, when you work in Web3 and the the European time zone, I think it's the best uh, because morning you get to speak with people in Asia, afternoon you deal with people in your continent in Africa, Middle East also, and the evening you have plenty of time to deal with people in. In the U.S., then usually that will be the best work-life balance you can uh, you can expect. That's my discovery so far working remotely. It is true, and also in Europe, beyond being uh, well positioned for time zone, like you said, you can talk to Asia in the morning. You can talk to the United States in the afternoon. Um, the crypto regulatory environment there is, I would say ahead of the rest of the world um have you noticed that that makes a difference for you and your day-to-day life or 
as B and B chain expands in Europe? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I think you see the the regulation. I think it's more. It's more so far. I felt the effect is more toward the centralized exchange. So they they are feeling it more or less for for BNB chain. I, so far, business as usual. I haven't felt a a, a really real difference. It gets a little bit more quiet. It's true in uh, in US since uh, all the SEC show have uh, have started and uh, and intensified. But probably it will go back. To normal after a while i i do hope for them as this uh but yeah for in the regulation point of view because we're, we're permissionless blockchain in the case specific case of bnp chain uh where we really not directly impacted for DeFi protocol probably uh, uh much more tough uh but yeah on the on the blockchain side so far so good i'm touching wood but uh yeah not too much trouble by uh all the regulations uh, over the world, but overall, probably we see it as a as a good thing because once things are clearly explained for everyone, everything will get much more easier. Ben, how do you see um, cross-chain DeFi evolving in the future? You know, we're seeing more and more products being built. We see Xalgo being built. Uh, later on, in a few minutes, we could talk about how folks finance. It intends to build more cross-chain um, products, but just in general, how do you see cross-chain DeFi growing, and what are the steps that need to be taken? Uh, you know, in the immediate. I think it is super important. Uh, yeah. Not oh, sorry, it was for Ben that one. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead, Adam. Not, no, you can go first, and then I will give you my opinion. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm interested as well. Good, yeah, yeah. Now I think I'm, I'm super supportive. Of it. I just wanted to share the example of. Uh, um, of course, forks finance that is starting with a step one, and 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 hopefully maybe in the future uh, uh, going to do to do more. But we've seen recently with the Radiant expanding from Arbitrum to BNB chain, it was very, it was I think beneficial for everyone. I haven't seen much drop in TVL in Arbitrum with Radiant. You know the people that were having their capital in Radiant Arbitrum, they stay in Radiant Arbitrum. But when Radiant came over BNB chain. They also get a very huge chunk of TVL. I think we're nearly $100 million right now with the market conditions we know. So it just being pure added value for them. Um, Uniswap, that came over recently. Trader Joe, to uh, to name a few. Uh, overall, the, the global DeFi battle, I feel is against TradeFi. When you can have a better ratio, I'll say, of... Uh, uh, risk rewards from uh, from DeFi to TradeFi uh, uh, with DeFi instead of of TradeFi that will be a big news for for Web3 and this is where we can start to hope to see even more adoptions coming uh, uh, co coming in Web3. So so far I've seen only good things for uh, DeFi protocols uh, deciding to go to go multi-chain and I am yet to see the the real counts for it. So I'm super supportive of it. On the way or another, by the way, PancakeSwap has uh, recently uh, expanded to Ethereum. They did looking toward Linea, I guess, and Polygon ZKVM. Um, and we do not see this as a as a threat. It's more of a of a good move. Yeah, this is definitely an opportunity and. Uh... 
uh, I I will add the more uh, maybe I have a more defined oriented uh, view here. Um, it's for me. Uh, and before we spoke about what is going to be also drivers of uh, uh, mass adoption, maybe also from next bull run, what will be hot topic. And uh, I believe that uh, uh, the new way of building uh, uh, not multi-chain, that is what mostly of the app do, but uh, cross-chain or omni-chain, there is also these um, uh, other words uh, that uh, I think will be a hot, uh, a hot word during the, um, the next bull run. Um, is much different. Uh, and the reasoning is uh, because it's not just about uh, exploring other markets. And I agree, of course, what Adam said is true. It's opportunities um, to uh, cross-pollinate ecosystem, to share values. Not It's not, a, um, let's say, a race of who is stealing TVL to who. I believe it's uh, more of creating product that uh, uh, a larger uh, audience um, and, uh, you know, it's in more ecosystems so can be more partnerships. It's all interconnected. Uh, but uh, uh, my point is that the new way of building, uh, uh, um, for example, DeFi in uh, um, cross-chain or omni-chain app is that you are going to remove the friction of bridging. And uh, that is very uh, important because for me, um, a lot uh, of the limit in the mass adoption, it is also this, uh, is that we are... Uh, uh, segregating uh, users, TVL assets between chains, um, whether uh, if all of those would be connected, in my opinion, uh, we would have been already in a much simpler, uh, in a much better, uh, uh, in general, DeFi uh, uh, industry, because um, not everyone is ready to, to think, okay, now I have my assets in this chain, I have to bridge over that, and then there is a new protocol, uh, a lot of users like simplicity. That's why we see uh, a much bigger adoption over centralized exchange compared to DeFi. And uh, it's because centralized exchange are simple to use and they offer everything in one place. And uh, the users, uh, the, 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 the mass, let's say, the majority of the crypto users, they prefer this type of uh, uh, simplicity. They don't want to deal with uh, any bridge, any change of apps, but um, with this new uh, technology that is advancing like, uh, and it's uh, getting better and better as uh, messaging layers, uh, bridges getting better in terms of security, uh, we can build apps which are uh, uh, interoperable between chains without even uh, knowing for to the final user what chain you are using. And that is very important because I will not need to switch from a, a layer, from a chain to another. And uh, I'm just using an app. I know that underneath there is blockchain. I know that blockchain is something useful for the app. That's it. That's what uh, uh, the user should see. Not even actually caring that there is blockchain technology there. It just needs to know that this uh, new... Um, new app is for uh, their digital assets and uh, it works in a safe way then uh, what chain is underneath for me it's uh, 
it's a bit irrelevant to to the mass adoption, honestly. So Ben, if you want to get to a point where it doesn't matter what chain someone's using, it doesn't matter what wallet they're using, then what what is the point of having different chains at all? Of course, so there is a point of having different chains for the builders. But uh, let's think, for example, as we were discussing before about uh, 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 gamers. Uh, do you think they want to care about what chain they are using? As Adam said, those are two points, web 2.5 users. They just want to play. They just want to have fun on the game. So more simple... A simpler is uh, the process you get them to have uh, to use blockchain technology and uh, faster will be the uh, the mass adoption towards the technology itself so the the point of choosing the chain is more for the builders to build uh, a reliable app as soon as the app is reliable and it's safe the the users in my opinion when there will be mass adoption no need to care about the blockchain I think that's a good point for the builders, especially because different blockchains have different uh, parameters that support different things, either better or worse than other ones. Uh, also, I can do one more example, right? Like uh, when you use a, a social network, let's say, or uh, any app, like do you care on what programming language it is built or what cloud infrastructure this, this app is using? No one checks it. So it's the same. Blockchain is a technology. Uh, to, to the end, the users for mass adoption must be irrelevant. Adam, what's the next year looking like for BNB Chain? What are you looking forward to uh, on your roadmap? Uh, so on the roadmap, we keep, you know, we keep listening to the feedback of what the community wants, what projects, what, what builders want uh, as a blockchain, what they would like to see. So recently, the feedback we received is that they they do find that for protocols for projects that need to do tons of transactions, uh, our gas fee were still a little bit high for them uh, on the on the air one. So we heard the feedback. We slashed the fees on the Andy chain, moved from five GUI to three GUI, uh, and at the same time we released uh, we released OPBNB uh, that even slash uh, another layer of, uh, of fee to make it as accessible as they want. Next updates we will be doing is all based on the feedback uh, of people using the chain. It can be users or it can be project. Uh, we, we very much listen, what do they exactly want and we try our best to, uh, to, to meet their needs. I think this is always all we'll get to, uh, to go to, uh, uh, something working for everyone. So what's immediately on the on the pipeline right now? Uh, good question. NSDFI now it's a very uh, a sexy narrative. I will say everyone is uh, uh, is uh, is I it. So I'll try to offer a fair share of uh, of it. Spandol uh, just recently uh, uh, came on uh, on BNB chain. So that was. One of the asks of the community, what what we are, what we're offering for it. Let's see what will be the the next one in a year. Many 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 things will happen. So so probably uh, it's going to be interesting. But keep building as uh, as we say. That's always been the mentality.
what advice would you give to developers or builders who are looking to build on BNB chain? Where should they start? Uh, depends which stage they are. We really speak to project at any stage. Like sometimes it's just on the ideation stage. They having something in their mind and they just want complementary information. There's no problem for that. They are welcome for it. Uh, or they have seeded the projects already uh, and they are looking for tech supports. This is also great times to, uh, uh, to start. Sometimes they are uh, looking for potential VCs to, to invest. Uh, and if they have something interesting, we're usually also happy to facilitate. We do not invest ourselves as a foundation, but we can always put people in, uh, in touch. It's, uh, it's also things that, that those work out. Um, you know, when you come just, I think what's one important thing is to think about the, your business plan, get the business plan that can get you, uh, uh, guess get you going for a while. Uh, because if your idea is to come on a chain and seek grants and then figure out later how you're going to make all those things work out with the current market conversion is going to be difficult, regardless the, the chain you will be, you will be launching in. So uh, I will tend to advise to focus on making sure you can have a, a business model and that for number works, uh, especially the pessimistic vision. Uh, and usually if it does then you will be quite fine and you're probably going to see a bright future. What do you think about that, Ben? Do you, do you agree? No, I totally agree with um, Adam and uh, we had the conversation there. Uh, and we spoke, I remember I said, look, we are not looking for grants. We are not looking for money here. We just want to expand and we want support from uh, the chain we are going and he was like that's perfect it's very aligned with us uh he liked what we had in mind uh, in mind and uh, we went uh, fully into it and in a few months we have built uh, xargo so uh um, I, me and adam are uh, strongly aligned on that and um, in general uh, fox finance uh um you know we are thinking obviously on uh uh, a broader cross-chain and uh, uh, development, not just with Xalgo. So for us, uh, um, again, the, the the choice of a chain, it goes uh, based on the analysis, not who is willing to support us more in terms of, of money. That obviously it's important, but uh, um, for us, it's, it's not the, uh, the main point. Yeah, I mean, I'm, can you share anything about what folks finance is looking to do, you know, beyond Exalgo when it comes to cross chain, or do you want to, you want to save it? No, no, we have to save it still. Let's uh, wait a uh, few months more. Okay, well, if if you're listening, whether it be in the live recording or on the uh, the recording on a different platform, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Uh, Google Play. This podcast will be on all platforms within a few days. We will share the link if you missed the beginning of it. Um, we're at the end of our time. I want to thank the audience for coming and listening to us. I want to thank Adam, of course, for joining us today. Adam, is there anything else you'd like to share uh, with the audience before we wrap up? Uh, well, everyone is welcome to see uh, what you're doing on the, on the BNB chain. If you guys coming for ETHCC and you want to catch up uh, please feel free to come by 
uh, to come by our side event. Yeah, it will be pretty cool and we'll definitely be, uh, uh, be there. Um, want to reinstate that we're very humbled and happy to see uh, Ford's Finance launching Exalgo, uh, expanding on, on BNB chain with Exalgo and looking forward, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, first a successful launch and uh, then hopefully uh, uh, even more collaboration in the in the future. Uh, we're very happy uh, uh, and proud that uh, uh, Fox Finance has been the first protocol uh, uh, native to, to Algorand coming over uh, also BNB chain. Hopefully it's going to be win-win for everyone, including Algorand also. I do think that we're speaking about the uh, the multi-chain strategy and uh, uh, sometimes one one of the way I was thinking is that sometimes on the, uh, it, it's good for a protocol to come to a specific liquidity in another protocol that could be this, uh, in another blockchain, sorry, that could be a, a, a one way of, uh, of collaboration. And I do believe my, my vision, everyone have a vision of decentralization. Mine is that for a good decentralization, you need to have a lot of ecosystem coexisting with each other not everyone living in a single chain but but everywhere uh that's definitely uh uh how i see a healthy decentralization in the future uh, apart from that uh nothing else to to add if you're building something also i want to get in touch do not hesitate to uh to to, to dm me and uh, and thanks for everyone to, to have attended this uh this session and thanks ibu of course for organizing all that Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, we were it's great to have you. Um, you've been incredibly helpful to us, and uh, I also look forward to working more in the future. So, everyone, thank you for listening. This has been Folks and Friends, episode eight, and we will see you on the next show. Bye. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Adam, for being with us. Thank you. Bye, bye.